Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I always very much appreciate it. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the history of the Hawaiian Islands. So if you missed my Bible episode last week or uh, missed my Instagram post, I am in Hawaii. And so I didn't do a podcast last week because I didn't want to do one like right as vacation started. But vacation is wrapping up and I wanted to um, do one for this week. So I realized that I come to Hawaii a decent amount and I really have not known any of the history behind like the Hawaiian people, any of how, you know, I heard that, you know, the, the islands were divided at one point with a bunch of different tribes and at some point they got united and I wasn't sure like really how any of that happened. So um, I just wanted to get caught up and understand some of the history of the Hawaiian Islands. So that is what we we're going to do today. Um, last night, I did want to try to record a podcast and I didn't have all my notes with me. It was like midnight. And so I tried to record like a what the five stages of grief are and kind of how I've been dealing with it after my grandma has passed away. But, um, I just didn't feel like it was that good of an episode. Like, honestly, it was like midnight. It was pretty late. I'd had like a drink or two. <laughs> and so, um, I think I sounded fine in it, but I just didn't like, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was just not the episode I wanted to put out this week. And I was just doing it because I wanted to cut corners and not like actually go through all of my research this morning. So um, I took that one down, but I am going to do a podcast on that soon um, and just like re-record it basically because I do like the topic and I think it's pretty good to see. Like I have never grieved before this really. I haven't had anyone die near me. And so, um, I haven't ever really had to grieve. So I, I really thought that half of the like steps of grief, I would not be experiencing at all. And it turns out it kind of shows up in different ways. So I think it's interesting and I will definitely be doing a podcast in the next couple weeks on that. Um, but I don't think that day is going to be today. Sorry. I thought, um, room service was coming in my room there. Um, not room service, uh, housekeeping. Anyway, so yes, that, if you heard, I think like seven people heard that episode. So sorry if I, I was talking very slow because it was late and I was trying to talk quiet because it was like outside of our hotel room. But anyway, um, yes, that will be coming soon, but that is not the episode I actually wanted to release this week. And so I decided to take it down and, and record this one instead. So that being said, let's get into the Hawaiian history because it is actually so interesting. Like I learned so much and this uh, episode is going to take some, some like tangents, I would say, because basically what I did is I looked up this go, let's see what it's called, gohawaii.gov or something and gohawaii.com. And I looked up the a brief history of Hawaii. And so it does these like highlighted dates. And then it says like a little snippet of what happened at each date. But some of those, I definitely needed way more information. Like one of them, like I was mentioning, they said um, like this uh, tribe or this, um, yeah, tribal leader or king or whatever united the islands. That's like the whole snippet. And I was like, well, that sounds like it's a bit whitewashed, you know, like we, we need to get in there and dig around a little bit about what, 
what happened um and turns out there were like a ton of battles and things were pretty bloody and so um i wanted to get into those so this takes a lot of that i i'm going to go through just the overview recap on this website and then talk about my research that i did off of each little snippet so okay brief history of the hawaiian islands 1500 years ago polynesians arrive in hawaii after navigating the ocean using only the stars so I didn't know where the Polynesian people like came from, but it said that um, this like really spun me into a big research thing about like Polynesian navigation because they only use the stars, which I thought was really cool. But they also were like, I mean, they were very, very good at like ships, shipbuilding, seafaring, and specifically like settling new islands. So they didn't just take like weapons and um, stuff like that. They took things like new plant species, like they took banana trees and they took plant species that they wanted to then move and cultivate in the new land. So this other article I found said, skilled mariners, Polynesians had a long history of exploration and settlement in other lands. Um, it's likely that groups left for new shores when islands became overpopulated or that less powerful groups did that, uh, left in order to avoid war with other tribes. So it's a, a lot of different tribes, um, in the Polynesians or the Polynesians were like separated into little tribes. And so they thought that if your tribe was smaller or weaker, or you, you know, they were going to go to war with you, another tribe was. Um, certain tribes would leave and try to explore new islands, and they were very, very good at it. Um, th okay, so this is the, where, what the big question was for this. I, they said Polynesians came over and landed on Hawaii. I was curious where they came from. It's not 100% uh, figured out, but people think that they came from the Marquesas Islands, which had f forbidding terrain and poor conditions for farming. So... They think that they had settled that island, um, but not a lot of people could really settle on that island or be sustained on that island. So that's why they set out to explore and they landed on Hawaii. So again, they brought a lot of stuff with them. They said they had brought at least half a dozen plant species to cultivate like bananas, taro, and breadfruit. They also brought pigs, small dogs, and chickens to raise. So they were good. They were, they were really smart about that. Okay, then this website starts in 1778, the rest of the history, so that's like a big jump. It goes from 1500 years ago they arrived, they were just living here for a while. Um, again, they were separated into tribes, which we'll get into later during all this, these battles. Um, but this jumps forward to 1778, Captain James Cook lands at Waimea Bay on the island of Kauai, becoming the first European to make contact with the Hawaiian Islands. He named them the Sandwich Islands after the Earl of Sandwich. Um, a year later, Cook is killed at Kealakekua Bay. Oh my gosh. I'm not so good at pronouncing these names sometimes, but so he was killed. The story about this is, um, basically like James Cook when they came um, to the Hawaiian Islands, the local Hawaiians believed that him and his crew were gods, basically, because they, you know, they had never seen any type of person that looked like, um, you know, a European boat full of people. And so they thought that they were gods. They kind of, they worshiped them. Um, and then 
at one point, I think they said that James Cook left and came back. Um, but when he came back, one of his men died, which kind of like blew the cover off the theory that they were gods because they wouldn't die if they were gods. So then tensions became very, very strained between them. And eventually there was this big battle where James Cook and his crew were killed. So that was in 1778. That's kind of the first, that's the first European contact anyone in Hawaii had. Okay, then it, this jumps right to in 1790, the Battle of Capon, Capani Way, Way, uh, gosh, was fought between forces from the island of Hawaii and Maui. Now this skips like a lot um, of history that I wanted to get into because, um, so there's a chief, there was a chief of um, of the big island. I think he was the chief of the entire thing, or at least a chief of like a section of the island. And this chief was dying. And on his like deathbed, basically, he gave, he split up his power, which in hindsight was probably a bad move, but it kind of worked out because Hawaii became united then. But um, he gave three districts. He like let uh, his son, his oldest son, have three districts of Hawaii, but he let his nephew be the guardian of the god of war because there were prophecies about this nephew like usurping all of the chiefs and like being power hungry and like taking over all the stuff. So there were prophecies before he was even born. And so they said that he had a lot of mana, which is the like spirit uh, force basically that Hawaiians the Hawaiian people believed him and, or probably maybe still do some of them. But, um, so there were predictions about this, uh, this nephew to be very, very powerful. So, um, the chief that was dying gave the power to guard the, uh, God of war to the nephew. Well, this chief who was dying also had a younger son who felt very, very betrayed by um what had just happened like he didn't get any of the of the districts and he didn't get any of the power of you know to guard a god and so he basically vowed to to like kill his cousin and so there was a big battle with um him and his cousin anyway they all hated each other they all were very very power hungry um there was <laughs> This is kind of funny. There, um, the older brother, because he was in charge of the three districts, had ali'i status, which is the king. It's like you're kind of like I guess I would say a king. You're like the emperor kind of of um, a region. But this nephew was in charge of all the spiritual stuff. He they thought that he was very very good with the spiritual stuff. So because because um, so that well let me clarify the nephew's name is. Kame, Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Okay, I think that's how you say it. But Kamehameha um, was the nephew. And since he was in charge of the spiritual things and he was power hungry, he made this ritual. He made a new ceremony to a god and said, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to make this new spiritual ceremony, but only kings are allowed to do it, <clears throat> which is like only his cousin. You know, so then he basically tricked him into coming to this like temple and then he killed him 
to gain power. So Kamehameha said that he was, he declared himself the king of the entire island of um, Hawaii, the entire big island. He said that he was the leader of. But his younger cousin, the, the younger brother of that cousin, he um, said, like, basically, you're going to pay for this. They vowed revenge. They consolidated an army. That whole side of the family, like, consolidated an army to try to stop Kamehameha. And, um, but at this point, Kamehameha had, had claimed himself the leader, the king of the Big Island. Well, he then realized that the king of Maui had just conquered Oahu. And he was away from Maui uh, to go, like, I can't remember if he was, like, visiting to set up Oahu or if he had just, he was just still there from the battle. But anyway, the king of Maui was not on Maui and Kamehameha said like well this is probably a great opportunity for us to go attack while it's like his son in charge of Maui so they went and attacked there was a very very bloody battle which I think is what they are referencing here um, the battle of Kapaniwea Wei anyway um, that battle was fought between forces from the island of Hawaii and Maui he was like in this um, ravine, sort of, not a ravine, but it was like in a valley. Um, and because the forces of Maui took a very defensive position that was kind of full of cover. So it was just a lot of fighting, a lot of blood. There were so many bodies and so many people that died. The bodies dammed up the river. So it was like um, they were all piled in the river so much that the water stopped flowing. And so that was a big battle for Hawaii or for, yeah, the, in the history of Hawaii. But then after that battle, they got word, um, Kamakameha got word that his younger cousin had basically started a rebellion on the big island um, in order to try to take over, um, you know, leadership of the big island. So Kamakameha's whole group of people, uh, all of his troops and everything went back to um, the island of Hawaii and we're going to fight there because he wanted to put an end to the rebellion. So there was a big battle kind of in like the northern part of Hawaii. And then after it, again, it was very, very bloody. But after it, um, they both kind of went back and retreated. And when they retreated, um, the rebellion group was in the southeast part of the island. And they retreated into these like lava flows. Well, a volcano ended up erupting on um, on that island and literally wiped out two-thirds of the rebellion army. So now Kamehameha was like, well, God's clearly on my side. I have the gods on my side. I have everything on my side. And he just went and was able to conquer like all of the other islands after that. Now, another important part of this is after the... Um, incident with James Cook landing at that bay um, this was like maybe 10 years after that there was another incident with European settlers or I wouldn't say settlers I think they were trade traders um, but a European ship came over a trade ship and it parked like at outside of Hawaii 
And there was a night watchman from, like, on the European side, I guess. It wasn't really a war, but there was just a night watchman watching the ships. Um, that was European. And he got attacked by a group of Hawaiian people, and he got killed. Well, a few days later, the ship rang its bell to, like, open up trade. Like, okay, we're going to trade with you. And it sounded from, like, from the video I watched on this, said that the Hawaiians were very, very surprised because they thought that, like, they thought they were going to get uh, retaliated against because of the night, like, the watchman um, that was watching the ship that got killed. But they're like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. They're just opening trade with us. Okay. So the ship was kind of out. It sounded like a little bit ways out in the bay. And they rang the bell for the for the trade to signal trade. All these um, Hawaiian people jumped in their canoes and started rowing out to the ship. And as soon as they got close, um, they un the ship unleashed cannonballs, like a bunch of cannonballs, broadside, like full force, and killed many of them. And then sailed away. Okay, so that was the first kind of real. I mean, other than James Cook, that was another big conflict. Well, later, um, Kamehameha really thought it was important to keep good relations with the Europeans because he knew that, like, more would be coming, and um, he kind of saw it as an opportunity because they had, he had studied, um, I think it was after James Cook, he had kind of, like, studied and asked them about weapons and their guns and gunpowder and all that stuff. So he was, like, pretty read up on all of that. And he was like, oh, this could be very helpful for me to help take over these islands. So, um, but there was a sister ship to the ship that had just killed a bunch of the Hawaiians. And the Kamehameha's people were very mad and wanted revenge. And so they boarded the ship, killed a bunch of crewmen, and they only saved one person whose name was, I believe that was Isaac Young. So they saved one person. And then um, there was also a, um, a captive that they had had from the previous ship, basically. And so they had two European uh, captives with them. Uh, and so basically what happened, Kamakameha brought them both in and said, Listen, okay, I can kill you right now, or you can serve as part of my cabinet. And you can get all the, you know, I'll give you a, a bunch of wives. I'll give you a bunch of land. You'll live the life. You'll be like kings. But we need gunpowder. And we need guns. And we need intermediaries between trade ships for the Europeans. So they both agreed. They ended up becoming, uh, like, cabinet members under Kamehameha. And, yeah. So, very, very smart move by him to do this because... They needed to speak the language. They needed to get guns. They needed to get um, gunpowder, bullets. Like, so part of what the big like um, the big thing that made Kamehameha like actually take over all the rest of the islands after these this Maui battle was the use of guns. Um, and so, yeah, the the battles were very bloody, but definitely guns were used at some point and that helped a ton. So that is when um, the islands were united. Um, which is funny, they just say like in where was it? In 1810 it says Kamehameha Kamehameha oh, I've been saying that wrong the whole time. Kamehameha um, 
unites the islands. That's all they say, which they don't really mention like the large amount of bloodshed that it took to unite the islands. But um, yeah, that's what happened. But it was all like Hawaiian tribe against tribe other than the two European now cabinet members. Um, okay. And then in 1819, a big thing about the history of Hawaii was that uh, Kamehameha's son, Liho Liho, um, defies the tradition of men and women eating separately during a feast. So that is known as the Kapu system, which basically they thought gave um, power to leaders. It like had very, very strict rules about who can eat with who, uh, what you can eat. Like women were not allowed to eat certain foods. Um, and women and men could not eat together at, uh, at a feast. And this is when that tradition was, uh, stopped because of Liholihu's son. And that is called the Kapu system. Okay. In 1820, the first missionaries arrived to Hawaii. Um, in 1820 to 1845, Lahaina was the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom, which I had no idea that the capital has moved. I guess that makes sense, but, um, yeah, it was, it was on Lahaina. In 1835, the first sugar plantation opens up on Kauai. Um, they rec- it's kind of starting to become, in 1835, like, recognized as an agricultural um, land or agricultural, like, what am I trying to say? It's seen as an agricultural force, basically. Like, people want to come here to grow things. Um, okay, 1836, the King's Band is created by King Kamehameha III, um, and it became a staple of daily life. The um, band is called the Royal Hawaiian Band, and it continues today. And I've seen some videos of it, and it's very cool. Okay, in 1830s through 1848, the great Mahale, Mahale Kamehameha III, oh my gosh, um, he sought to keep the land in Hawaiian hands by adopting a Western allodial system with a new system that would divide the land into thirds. One third to Hawaiian crown lands, one third to the chiefs, and one third to the people. Okay, this is interesting too. They said, in the end, people received less than 1%. They were supposed to get 33%. They got less than 1% because a lot of people, they made you file. They made the people file for land to claim their land within two years of that passing. And the concept of owning the land was so like it was not a concept really to the Hawaiian people because it was also, you know, they're very in touch with nature and that basically you don't own the land. You're just living on the land. And so it was not a widely known concept like that was accepted to own land. So many, many people did not even put a claim in because they're like, why would I own land? Um, so it didn't work uh, because of that and people received less than 1%. Um, okay, in 1845 is when, the Hon- is when Honolulu becomes the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom. In the 1850s, Hawaii's plantation production on the, was on the rise. Uh, there was a need for more labor and for, the first workers are recruited from China. Um, workers also make their way to the islands from Japan, Korea, and the Philippines. So then it started becoming really like, uh, yeah, people wanted to recruit uh, workers to work the plantations and the agriculture um, for the agricultural industry. 
Okay, 1874, William Charles Luna Lilo dies, leaving no heirs, so a whole dynasty came to an end. The Kamehameha dynasty came to an end. David Kalako... David Kalakaua... I don't know. Is elected as the successor. Um, oh, this was interesting. In 1878, Lydia... Oh my gosh, I'm just not gonna say last names, but... Basically, the Aloha Oi song was written by Lydia Kamakeha, later Queen Liliuo Kalani. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to any Hawaiians out there. This is not doing well with pronunciation, but um, yeah, so Aloha Oi is written, and that is like a huge staple song today, and later she became Queen, which is really cool. Uh, King Kalakaua becomes the first monarch in history to circumnavigate the globe, which is awesome as well. Um, so he was a successor to the Kamehameha dynasty, you know, the one who left no heirs. And then he circumnavigated the globe, which seems very, very hard. I know even for like modern day, I guess 1881, people were circumnavigating the globe for sure. But it just seems like interesting that a king would do it. Okay, the... Iolani Palace is finished in 1882. Now, this was cool because it said that the palace was way ahead of its time. It was outfitted with the most up-to-date amenities. Even before the White House and Buckingham Palace, it had electric lights, indoor plumbing, and a phone. So that was in 1882. So they were like way ahead of their time. And this palace becomes very important a little bit later in the history. Um, okay, in 1887, the Constitution of the Kingdom of Hawaii is signed, which stripped the king, the one who circumnavigated the globe, um, from a lot of power. So it really empowered the legislature and the cabinet of the government, but it really took away a lot of power of the monarchy. So it was still a monarchy technically, but, or a, yeah, monarchy, um, but it didn't hold a lot of power. It's kind of like, it sounded like it's kind of how England is today, where it's like, they're, you know, uh, figureheads, um, and then the actual legislature does a lot of it. Okay, uh, in 1889, Joseph Kekuku from Oahu invents the steel guitar. I didn't realize that the steel guitar got invented that late, 1889. Um, so, yeah, that's still really popular today, and I, I thought it was really cool that it was invented in, in Hawaii, and so late. Okay, um, the king who circumnavigated uh, dies, and then Queen Liliuo Kalani becomes queen. That was in 91, 1891. And then in 1893, there was an overthrow of the kingdom of Hawaii. Like, it started in 1893. They tried to overthrow the kingdom of Hawaii, and that queen is placed under house arrest, and that was at the Iolani Palace. So she was put under house arrest. It's like in Princess Protection Program um, on that, you know, Disney Channel movie. They have to, like, put, I think her mom gets on, like, house arrest or something um, because there's a coup trying to take over. Okay, um, in 1898, Hawaii is annexed by the United States through the Newlands Resolution. Now, this is where it gets, like, pretty, um, controversial, I guess. I've heard a lot of different things about this annexation. Basically, though, um, here's what I learned. So, 
there had been talks about uh, annexing Hawaii for years and years before this, but it had failed a Senate vote and it was not annexed until the Spanish-American War happened and, you know, Hawaii could have gone with any side. It picked neutrality. It said that it was neutral. However, it opened its like naval bases to American forces. So it said that it was neutral, but it wasn't really neutral. And from there, things kind of got accelerated because they're like, well, since Hawaii is neutral and they're letting us do this, like clearly there's some support there for Hawaii being part of our territory. So that's when it really got passed when there was like, it seemed like from Hawaii's end, there was more, um, there was a lot of cooperation and they kind of wanted to be annexed. It sounded like, although I know not everyone wanted to be annexed. Um, so, but yeah, some people said that the annexation was illegal. Um, some people say it is legal. Basically the, um, what I read said that, yes, that debate was definitely happening. Um, but the reason that the president went forward with the annexation is because the sovereignty of Hawaii was dwindling already. So it seemed like the, you know, it's, the people were very divided. Um, it seemed like they weren't going to be a sovereign state for much longer. And it was either going to go to Japan or Hawaii. And if, um, if it had gone to Japan, we would lose our, a lot of trading power with Asia. And so, um, that's why the president, I think it was McKinley, uh, decided to actually go ahead with the annex and then it passed the Senate vote. So, um, that happened in 1898, but interestingly enough, so, so that's essentially like, I think what Puerto Rico is to us now where like we, it's annexed, it's our territory, but it's not a state. It didn't actually become a state until, um, 1959. Um, so that is kind of crazy. Like, I can't believe that this became a state so late. Like, I've always just, I mean, I've always just known that there's 50 states in the United States, but like, I was thinking about when my grandparents were born, there were not 50 states. I think there were 48. So, like, that seems like extremely recent history. And I've just, I guess, always assumed that we had had a complete set of 50 states, like, for a long time. But who knows? Like, we could have a state, you know, we could have Puerto Rico as a state tomorrow. And, you know, and then every, all of our kids will just be like, oh, there's 51 states, you know? So, um, kind of crazy how recent that is. And I didn't really fully realize it. Um, okay. In 1901, the first Waikiki Hotel was made. Actually, we walk by this every single day on our trip because the Moana Hotel is like right uh, on the way, like it's right down Waikiki and we walk to McDonald's for breakfast there. So every, every day we see that and it's actually a really, really cool building. It looks like a big Southern, um, nice, like Southern house hotel thing. It's really, really cool. Um, okay. In 1917, the queen passes away. She was the last sovereign of the Hawaiian kingdom. Uh, 1941 is when, uh, on December 7th, Pearl Harbor happened on Oahu. Surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. Um, in 1945, so that war obviously lasted four years. In 1945, on September 2nd, Japan signed its unconditional surrender. And so, um, the ship there is part of the museum. And I, I haven't actually been to the Pearl Harbor, like, museum 
but my brother and sister-in-law did last trip and they took all these videos and it looked very very cool but um yeah whenever I come here I really just it's hard to get me off the beach you know I, I really want to just sit and relax at the pool and the beach so um it's pretty rare that I actually go go do something uh like that but it is it is uh good to see and I do want to see it at some point I just haven't yet okay in 1959 August 21st uh 1959 the Hawaii becomes a 50th state so it's just a simple popular vote and Hawaii becomes a state uh, 1966, Don Ho releases his signature song, Tiny Bubbles, and this, like, this song really is what made the, you know, Hawaiian music, like, well, like, it says his music and style became synonymous with Hawaiian leisure, so he kind of created that and, and made it popular. Okay, uh, the Hawaii State Constitutional Convention makes Hawaii the state's official, uh, makes Hawaiian the state's official language, which is the only state in the U.S. with a non-English official language, which I thought, I didn't actually realize that it was non-English. I thought that a country had a national language um, and not by state, but I guess they do it by state, so it's cool. Okay, um, in 1990, Kilauea, one of the most, world's most active volcanoes located in the island of Hawaii, erupts, sending lava through the town of Kalipana. While it destroyed the town, it also created a new coastline that extends nearly a thousand feet farther into the Pacific Ocean. I kind of want to see this. Like, I, we haven't been to, been to the island of Hawaii, um, so we were talking about going there next trip, but I feel like there's a lot of places that are really cool on the big island where, like this, um, that's, I mean, it's really sad it destroyed the whole town. But it would, it would be interesting to see this new coastline that, that they say extends a thousand feet further into the ocean. I think that's, um, that would be cool to see. I don't, I'll have to look up a picture. Um, okay, and then they also included Obama being inaugurated um, as Hawaiian history since he was born in Hawaii. And he was the first um, president born in Honolulu. Well, born in Hawaii. Let's see. And that is pretty much it um for that obviously there's a lot of history into those like specific battles of um when Kamehameha oh my gosh Kamehameha yeah um there's a lot more like specific battle history if you wanted to get really in depth into that but um I did not uh basically I just wanted to know like the path of how those got united and um annexed and made a state so that um is the history of hawaii a brief history of hawaii i hope you learned um hope you learned a lot i know i did i really had no idea about almost any of this um but man hawaii is beautiful i really really love hawaii so i would encourage everyone to come and take a great vacation to hawaii we are here for another day of ours um and turns out it was because of plane maintenance which was interesting i'm glad we weren't on the plane and they canceled it beforehand but we are here one more day and uh, i am so excited for it so anyway i will be um, releasing this just right after it's going to be unedited because i would like to get back out to the pool 
And um, I will be doing like a re-recording of the like five stages of grief episode that I was going to do. Um, so to the lucky seven of you who heard the first one, um, it'll probably be a lot more polished and I won't record it at like midnight. So, um, but that'll be, that'll be good. So, um, oh, also the other cool thing really quick that I'll mention is we swam out to the reef the other day and we saw a turtle with only one flipper. Well, not only one flipper, only one front flipper. So he had like three, um, flippers and he was just chilling right in this like really like close in reef which was so cool to see we got it on gopro so i will be making a video about hawaii um about our hawaii trip and posting that out on my instagram if you want to go look at that so um that's all for this week is a pretty short and sweet one but hopefully it was informative for you guys so thank you all again so much for listening dm me any questions um that you have or any topic ideas that you would like and i will be sure to answer them So anyway, thanks everyone. Have a great week. Bye.